0: Hey, what's going on, smelly ones? It's right again, almost 1 p.m. on a, an overcast uh, Wednesday. Sun's trying to come through. Yay. Um, let's see what happened this morning. had a really cool friggin' patient of mine, friend. He, uh, he's a Buddhist monk. I told you about this guy before. Really, really interesting guy. And, uh, you know, I asked him how things are going. He said, uh, you know, we're finally got all the paint stripped off the house and, uh, that's good. Cause then now they're going to get it, get that color on it. And it's, he's been doing it for like a, a year trying to get this job done. He bought all these contraptions that are supposed to strip the paint off, uh, melt it off, uh, mechanically remove it. And essentially then got a, uh, this, abrasive disc on an angle grinder that he utilized. Anyway, that's done. He's talking about some mundane things that we all have on our minds, home improvement things, etc., etc. And I said, so how about everything else? What else is going on? You know, because this dude is a deep thinker. He is, uh, he's a Buddhist monk, man. He's, 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 uh, like any theologian, which I do consider him. He's had substantial experiences and adventures in Buddhism mostly out on the west coast so um, I asked well what else is going on he likes to wax philosophical he and I consider the big questions of life and he explained that his teacher I forget the name of the guy but imagine some Japanese name as like the master monk he uh, he passed away Several years ago, and left a lot of his disciples with some questions. Like he wrote this thing that my my buddy will talk will call a koan, which is, um, I guess, um, an ism, a, a philosophy. He wrote down this book. In this book, he he wrote a book. It was like forty pages, um, half English and half Japanese, and. My, my patient, he considers it a, um, an esteemed writing, a philosophy, something that they It's also a puzzle, something needed, they need to decode. He said when he talks amongst his, uh, when he talks with his peers, other esteemed monks, that they all kind of unanimously agree that this is really a kind of puzzle. And he's trying to decode it. And I, I, thought for a moment, wow, how cool! Like your your sensei, your teacher, left you with something. And his last work was this book, that he, he now need to it is open to your interpretation. And he need to. He's going out to a conference, my buddy. We call him Guido. This is his spiritual name, Guido going to go out to this conference in California, and this is one of the things that they're going to discuss, essentially how to succeed this guy, this teacher that they all had, and how do you become this person, or not replace him, um, because when I I see my friend speak of this teacher, he wells up some tears, you know, it's very emotional, he misses this guy, he loves him, he wants to, he listens to his recordings of him speaking, and tries to determine what the next step is. Like, how does he get to the next level of being a monk, considering these things? And, you know, I do admire that about um, religion and spirituality, that you have something that you're always, you're trying to interpret a verse, let's say, in the Bible. You know, uh, this is is the proper interpretation. I'm going to read this, and I'm going to read it again. It's like a book a uh, a playbook a um, a story a so truth to you it's a truth it's reality right and you have to try to continually drive home the lessons extract the lessons all the good stuff that you can and make sense of it and use it for your life and and you know recommend it to others etc i think it's very beautiful in that way and um So he told me about this this, his teacher's book that he's trying to interpret. I thought, wow. My first question is, man, you know, or my assertion was, there are people right now that most people on a Wednesday in suburban Pennsylvania, most people are thinking about the mundane, getting to work, where are we going to go on lunch, what do I got to do tomorrow, what are my goals for this week, how's it going. What's the weather going to be like? Um, these little challenges that we know crop up every day. We need to meet these challenges and rise above, hopefully, right? So that's what average people are thinking about. And my buddy's thinking about that, too. Like, he's retired. But, now uh, right, we're stripping the paint off of our house. And we're going to, you know, paint the house and make this home improvement or whatever. Well, we all have shit like that that we want to do. Like, for instance, with the Oberst want to put in a rug? You know, I gotta make pinekins. I, tomorrow, I gotta to go to the store, make a few stops. And, um, you know, after my morning class, I gotta teach that, and I told them I would exercise them. So, all these little things. I gotta to go to the bank, make a deposit. I gotta do this, that, and the other thing. Like, these fuckheads in front of me with their cattle trucks, they gotta friggin' slowly creep into the slaughterhouse unloading and, and, and loading there. Go ahead, fuckface. Um, go ahead, you can go. You're drinking dually with well, a big flatbed truck, big techs. Just get the fuck out of my way. New starting rate, $15 an hour, Fifteen fifty. Earn up to $22 an hour for working at a cattle slaughtering house. No. No thank you. Your job is going to be you're going to eviscerate the cattle or you're going to hit them with this electrifier thing or shoot them in the head or you're going to cut steaks or you're going to grind up, you know, ground beef and you're going to package it and you're going to ship it. You're going to unload the cattle, poor tortured beings. Listen, on that note, I enjoy meat. I'm probably going to have a ham sandwich for lunch. I can't wait in mere minutes sink my teeth into that but I gotta say what are we doing these poor creatures man cows are so damn cute they just want to go out and eat the grass and and graze in the damn meadow and for a long time I'm thankful because it it helped us to accelerate and adapt our gene pool and rise above essentially our ability to uh eat meat, gave us more calories, greater strength, and the ability to do all the things that, as human beings we've done, thrive on this earth, and increase our technology. But, uh, these are kind of tortured animals, man. At 44 years of age, I don't know if I was losing my testosterone levels, dropping down. I did get it tested a few months ago, and I'm good. But, uh, I don't really feel the need to fight or kill anything or hunt or do all that manly shit. Shit, I did it my entire life. just want to freaking chill out now, you know? Although we did determine, I am a mediator, but we did determine that vegetables, that plants actually are, can be considered sentient beings. They can sense their environment, they can respond when there's an attack on them, when a tree gets cut down, other trees know about it. They communicate via the Wood Wide Web, right? Not the World Wide Web, but the Wood Wide Web. So I don't know about that, but I wish these goddamn slaughterhouse fuckers would get out of my way. I hope all the pigs and cattle and shit come off. There's a little glitch, and when they unload from the truck, they all take off and stampede a motherfucker. I mean, I don't want anybody to get harmed, but harmed. So, uh, so there's that little aside, but here I'm a few minutes from the, from the house going to get my lunch back to my buddy, the Buddhist monk, interpreting the koan of his teacher. It brought to mind one of my favorite movies, Revenge of the Nerds, Nerds in Paradise, where they go down to Florida, I think, to, for, um, Spring Break. So now they're staying at a place called the Hotel Coral Essex, but a few of the neon lights have blinked out. So now we call it the Hotel Oral Sex is what it spells. (laughs) And all the nerds, you know, are there. You got friggin' Taikashi and Booger and, uh, then you got, um, uh, Ogre, one of the Alpha Betas, the Jocks, and Stan Gable, the, um, fucking guy who, uh, is like the chief alpha beta bully. I think this is the episode where a book where ogre jumps ship and becomes a nerd. It's pretty good. So anyway, what comes to mind on the Buddhist monk and I, sh- uh, front and I, ha- I, uh, shared this with my buddy today because he, he told me about the, uh, his buddy and I said, I have so much respect for, for what you're talking about, but this is a funny thing. It'll kind of lift her mood a little bit and make us laugh, and uh, it's in this r- Nerds, Nerds in Paradise show where Booger is walking down the hallway at the hotel they're staying at, the Hotel Coral Essex Hotel, oral sex. and there's a door open, and this guy, is this Asian man, is sitting in lotus position. He's got a Fu Manchu mustache, he's dressed like a master or a sensei of some sort, and of course he's in there, and he's, he's being vulgar, and I think he maybe be burps or something, and Booger comes in, and he's, his eyes are wide, and it's apparent, like he's in the presence of greatness, and so he senses that this guy could be his, his teacher, his, his master, and so he takes a drink of a beer, and burps, he's like, <clears throat> finishes up her, his burp, Powerful, but a short burp. And then the master, he kind of does a little side-eye and a smile. And then his eyes roll back and he goes... (laughs) And burps for like five minutes. He's smoking a cigarette, the friggin' ash is like three inches long. And... Booger is humbled and he says Master later on he says uh, you know because he he, there's a fly buzzing around the master and he 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 spits and kills it (laughs) Booger says Master and he goes he's teaching Booger now he says to truly Hakalugi one must not retrieve phlegm from throat, but phlegm from soul. (laughs) That was fucking awesome cinema, you know. I tell you, I haven't watched movies so seriously, like, and um, incorporated these, these excerpts into my life for a long time. It's like, there was a period that I could watch movies and that I spent my time doing it, catching this new flick or whatever, but then you have kids and a family and jobs, and busy, busy. You don't even do that as much anymore, you know? So maybe I'll start watching movies and look for some cheesy comedies so that my kids can have these stories and uh, excerpts that they, they can reflect upon. I was also thinking about the other day, uh, Police Academy, and I sent somebody a, a clip this morning. She said she hurt her back, she needs to come in, and I sent her the she said she bent over to try to change the litter box and she hurt her back. So I, what came to mind was the scene in police Academy one where Mahoney goes to meet his, uh, partner and he's this big fat guy in a fucking hovel of a, of a apartment and he's eating his, um, they're eating uh, cereal and Mahoney's like, Oh, what's that? What is this? You know, Cheerios. It's lumpy. He goes, Rusty, if I tell you once, I will tell you a thousand times. The litter box, Rusty, the litter box. He's eating the turd, get it? They were using the cereal, cats were using the cereal as fucking uh, a litter box. Anyway, hope this brings you back. It makes you think about Buddhism and comedy and humor and uh, life and the mundane and... Try to make sense of things a little bit. we got to laugh. We don't laugh, we'll cry, right? So good things are happening today. I'm going to go scarf down this sandwich. I can't friggin' wait. Maybe I'll check back in with you motivators later. <laughs>